0: Welcome to White Shores, the podcast for spiritual beings having a human experience. Let me invite you to walk once more beside me on White Shores to talk about the real meaning of life and the true power of what is unseen. Let's discuss dreams. Intuition manifesting as above, so below, angels, afterlife, the science of consciousness, and other infinite possibilities within and all around you. I hope every episode informs, inspires, and illuminates. So, now the scene is set, allow the gray rain curtain of this world to roll back and all to turn to silver glass, Let's walk barefoot together on the gentle glistening sands of White Shores to see what mystery lies beyond the material. Thank you for arriving safely on White Shores, a far green country under a swift sunrise. Walking beside me today is a guest who was hugely popular the last time I was lucky enough to talk to him about one of his books. His name is Joe McQuillan, and I'm absolutely thrilled he's back here today. He's a married father of three, and there's one on the other side. Joe is the youngest of 10 children from an Irish Catholic family. Although he had two successful careers, he is at heart a blue-collar kid from Buffalo, Among his many charitable associations, Joe sits on the board of an Inbalance Ranch Academy, a boarding school dedicated to helping troubled teens with addiction. Following the loss of his son, he began running a charity golf outing to benefit both Inbalance Ranch and Penguin Players, a theatre troupe of disabled young adults. He's many years sober and a member of AA, a fact that has, in his words, quote, helped me to get close to God and to carry me through the dark times after my boy's crossing. His journey has led him both to speak to teens with addiction and parents who have lost children, and that's why he writes his books, to share his wisdom, his insight and his knowledge about this life and the next. He's determined to turn his heartbreak into a narrative that will bring comfort and hope to all that hear his message. Now, last time he was on White Whiteshaws, his episode was called Real Men Do Cry. And as I said, it's one of the most downloaded of the whole hundred episodes in this podcast. And you really, really should go and listen. It's sensational. But before that, I hope you'll stay and listen to this one as well, which I know is going to be equally uplifting and inspired. His newest book is called We're Not Done Yet, Pop, and it follows his first, My Search for Christopher on the Other Side. In this latest book, Chris communicates with his dad through beautifully worded, almost otherworldly messages that inspire Joe to move even further forward on his healing journey. This, in turn, helps other parents to know that their kids are not gone. Now, I just talk too much here because there's so much I <laughs> want to say about Joe, but it's much, much better to hear it from the man himself. Hello, Joe.
1: Hi, Teresa. Thank you so much for having me back on. It's a, it's a pleasure.
0: Well, even though your hair's not cut, as you said,
1: <laughs> <I> need <laughs> haircut. Getting...
0: <laughs> really, is that because of the, of the lockdowns and and COVID and everything that you've, or you're just too busy rushing around? No, anymore. it's just
1: too busy. I have a, I have a, I have a brush cut pretty, I keep it pretty short. So every couple of weeks I need to get it, uh, get it chopped. I just haven't gotten around to it. I'm actually doing a presentation up in, uh, <clears throat> up, up in Wisconsin Saturday, so you know Saturday morning I'm going in and and seeing my my pal who cuts my hair and she'll 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 knock it out directly it doesn't take long it doesn't take long believe me
0: anyway let's get and talk about your latest
1: sure.
0: awesome book which I have read from cover to cover and back oh, again and I you. urge everyone else to it's called we're not done yet pop my lessons from the other side and let's plunge right in because you find a connection with your son at what you call various thin places. Now that really intrigued me. Um, I'm guessing you meant that the veil between this life and the next is especially thin in these places, but could you sort of elaborate for me?
1: Well, you pretty much nailed it. That, uh, you know, and I believe it was, uh, it was either Von Prague or, uh, or John Holland. I was reading one of their books and, and, and they mentioned thin places. And so I thought, wow. And they mentioned that it was an Irish term, which even made me more interested. And uh, uh, you know, across the North Sea from you over there. And, and it basically talked about places where the veil is thinnest between two worlds. And uh, people talk all the time now that the veil is thinning even more. But I had experienced places where I had felt something. I had, you know, a couple of them that I just felt very close to God, uh, even before I had what I would consider any kind of spiritual awakening. And then later on, I felt uh, very close to Chris in certain environments. And it's been consistent, which is kind of interesting to me. Um, The first was about uh, 10 months after he had... Drowned. I was on at a friend's wedding in Sarasota, and I went to and just did my normal Irish goodbye, where I just kind of take off in the middle, and nobody knows I'm gone. And headed to a beach, and rolled up my pant legs, and I was. Uh, uh, there were two wonderful beaches, and 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 uh, at night, and I rolled up my sleeve and lit up a cigar, and was walking on the beach, and saw a beautiful full moon, <clears throat> and just felt my sun all around me. It was. It was amazing. The energy was undeniable. And it was the first time I had a term to connect with that feeling. And, and I was experiencing a thin place. Now, you know, some thin places are for everybody. You know, I, I'd mentioned years ago, I'd walked into Notre Dame, um, cathedral and just felt this amazing, uh, uh, amazing sense of, of, uh, of energy and love, I actually started to cry. And I'm not a, certainly not a crying type guy at that point in my career, you know, in my life. Um, And these other places, it's just undeniable. So Lido Key was the next night. and it was the first night. Siesta Key was the second night when I was there for that wedding. And both times I got this amazing connection. Now later on, when I was writing about this experience, I was talking to my friend who was getting married. We grew up together in Buffalo, New York and, and kind of, blue collar kids who did better than we ever were, were entitled to and uh and he said you know Siesta Key the sand there isn't sand but quartz crystal and and I kind of thought well that sounds like you know hokey legend or bs to me so I looked it up and and dang if it isn't it's uh, quartz crystal was flo- uh, floated down from the Appalachian 2000 years ago so you can walk on Siesta Key beach when it's 90 degrees out, your feet don't get hot because it's not sand. So I always keep a, uh, a little jar of Siesta key sand around me. And when I'm writing or meditating, um, because I'm a big fan of crystals now to look at me <clears throat> with my brush cut that needs a cut and my broken nose. And, and, uh, <clears throat> I finished playing hockey a couple of years ago. So I have decided to get some of this, the implants fixed and, uh, you know, you wouldn't think I'm the type of guy that lights sage and, and aligns my chakras and and holds crystals and lights candles and meditates. But that's exactly what I do. You know, when, when my son transitioned, you know, I don't like the word dies because, you know, I don't believe they do. That when my son transitioned, um, I wasn't ready to accept the world without him. Um, but I'm also, you know, I'd spent 30 years. I was a car dealer. You know, I'd worked my way up and became a car dealer. So I'm far from a gullible guy. So um, I decided to see if there was anything that really is on the other side. What's there? You know, um, you know. years ago when I would go to church, of course, we knew about heaven and saints and the communion of saints. And, 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 and you know, I hadn't spent a whole lot of time in Catholic church in a while other than occasional weddings and baptism. Um, but but I, what I found was that you know we are. We you know we're, we're. This is just a meat suit on this side. You know our our spirit is what matters. You know there's a a great line. Uh, there was a movie uh, yeah, and uh, with a uh, uh, called "What Dreams May Come" and Robin oh, Williams. Robin Williams. Yeah. yeah, Robin Williams and Cuba Gooding Jr. And Cuba Gooding was his spirit guide, and Robin <clears throat> had transitioned and didn't understand what was going on, so he said the spirit guide, which was Kuba Gooding brilliantly played this, said the word body" is the Anglo-Saxon Bodig meaning abode, which is what the physical body is- a transient dwelling for the real self. He said, You're in your home right now, you're in your home. that doesn't mean you are your home. House falls down, you get up and walk away, and that kind of took away all uh, all the complex issues. That you know our bodies are home houses that fall down, but our real self just just transitions over. We're energy, we don't you know energy never, never destroys, never stops, never you know
0: i can, you know. I can relate to that so much because you know I, when I worked in a hospice um many years ago, when you sit with people and they pass, it's almost like when they do transition, their body's just like a jacket they've left behind. yeah doesn't seem like it's not them anymore i can't describe
1: it but, but looking
0: at them yeah and that's yeah yeah i've read a lot
1: of experiences about that and 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 i'll I tell you uh Teresa, I was, it was my favorite sister in the world transition um february 6th of 19 and i spent two months finishing my book at her house in florida where, where her kids own the the house and and, and so I, I wanted to be there and Chris loved it there and loved her. And, and, you know, and she had been a big source of love for me, even when I was less than lovable, she loved me and she always loved my son. And I was there a couple of weeks before she did transition. And she said to me, when we were in hospice, her and I, we were alone, you know, and her kids were there constantly with their grandkids. It was wonderful. And and she had a good death. And and she said, Honey, you gave me the greatest gift. I read your book and I'm not afraid to die. So now this, from a person who brought me nothing but support and love, that I could actually give her something this worthwhile before she transitioned. A year later, I went and saw a medium out in the on the western suburbs. Jill Nicole was her name, and I, and I like. There's some mediums that are turned out to be friends now. Andrew Anderson is a dear buddy. Uh, Sherry Jewell's a pal. Uh, and Tony Russo is I just love her never met her personally been on Skypes with her and you know these, these loving caring people are, are, are amazing and I went and saw this Jill Nicole on, on my birthday and she said you know your son is and she didn't know me she said your son is here but there's a woman with her who has kind of a, a mother feeling to her a sister feeling an aunt's feeling which she it was all three and she said to tell you honey, thank you for the greatest gift, you know? So when that kind of thing happens to you, you know, there's no denying that they're on the other side. And if you do your part, if I do my part, they can connect with us. They can talk to us. They can comfort us.
0: Absolutely. And if you are listening and you've lost someone, dear, I mean, we are living in a time of loss now with COVID Mm -hmm. and everything. I urge you to seek out, joe's books and connect with him because it will they will bring a tremendous sense of comfort and peace not all the answers because you know joe doesn't know all the answers i don't know i don't don't know (laughs) i'm about
1: about ankle deep in this you know um (laughs) yeah I, I, i started from the ground up and 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 i'm i'm still learning a lot chris keeps telling me and he's told me a number of times in the second book too you know, don't get full of yourself, Pop. You're no expert, <laughs> you know. So he well, keeps I mean, me in the line, you know.
0: I'm sure he does. But what I love about you is you blow away the stereotypes of yeah. people. Who, and um, we need, you are, that's your role and your calling and your, your books express that. You know, anyone who's ever had a stereotype about people who believe in life after death, who are drawn to spiritual awakening and growth, go and read this book. It will be. It will blow your mind. It really will. Also, I love the way love is. Yeah, I do love the way you have bittersweet moments in the book. Oh, you know, at one minute you're smiling, the next minute you're crying. And for me, that's become um, evidence that heaven's at work when both those emotions seem right together.
1: And they're, they're every day. Together. You know, the, yeah, the, yeah. The, the saying that time heals all wound. Whoever said that didn't lose a kid. So I, I, I got to tell you you know, I have a, a, I live a life beyond my wildest dreams. I married the girl of my dreams. She's a therapist. She's finishing her first book. She was a wonderful mom. You know, of course, I was there when she gave Chris birth, you know, and two other wonderful kids. I've got a plethora of great friends, supportive, you know, guys, guys, and loving women. It's just an amazing existence. But I go through life with a broken heart. You know, there's a and that's just the way it is, you know, and there's a line from the movie Manchester by the Sea where she said, my heart was broken, it'll always be broken. And that kind of put it in play for me, that if you're expecting this to heal, you know, expect something else. But mm-hmm. but we acquire tools to cope with it, you know, but it's just part of my life. I, and and I'm going to tell you, Teresa, I don't want to be over it. No, and you so, don't it's
0: no. Christopher, isn't it? He is the cracks in your heart, and right. he is in your heart. And it also, I think, a broken heart is a strong heart. It's yeah. a stronger heart. It's you know, because you you break down muscles,
1: don't you, to train? That's how the, um, that's, that's how the, how the light gets. Know. We're all broken. That's how the light gets in, right?
0: Absolutely, yeah. and I love that you your wife actually Sally, isn't it? Is her name?
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: Um, uses the term fruitful for
1: no the brutiful. brutal. It's brutal Be- and beautiful, Brutiful.
0: Be- okay, okay, I get it now, fruitful and beautiful brutal bru- no, yeah, so, so it. it's
1: it's brutal, meaning brutal and beautiful, so
0: well, let's hope that makes it into the dictionary,
1: yeah, one. I hope so too, and I'd like to get residuals if possible on it, but we'll, we'll work that out, you know, um, she stole it from somebody else and I stole it from her, but it's a, a <laughs> yeah and it, it's a it's it's really. It really is. I'm. We're going to a wedding in December, um, for one of my nephews, great nephews, to be honest. My oldest brother Jerry's daughter, uh, grandson, who's finished college. They're both marrying wonderful gals. And but these kids were were Christopher's age. And 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 when we get together for our, our, our annual reunion, and you know, we go to Canada every year, these the, these boys, the two Matthew and David, would hook up with Chris. These three blonde, beautiful boys, and they would not separate for a week, you know, so I'm going to a wedding that's full of joy and love and family and celebration. And I know my son will be with me, you know, but he should be standing up there in a tux neck to his cousin. So <clears throat> that's a brutal moment. It's brutal and it's beautiful.
0: Thank you for that. Now, now your writing, you say, channeled from Christopher. Would that be correct to describe both books that you feel oh, it, that they've
1: totally, totally challenged You know, it's um
0: the people who are new to channeling. Can you explain?
1: Yeah, you know, I will. And it's explainable,
0: it, but I, I know it's unexplainable. But how it, uh, you? It's
1: pretty explainable. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty, I'm, I'm pretty, uh, you know, the most common sense guy. You probably know. Yet, so I would always come in his office that I'm talking to you in now. and I do any interviews in this office, his office was his bedroom. You know. And I've got a lot of his stuff up here and, uh, and, and it's a very warm, loving, and I do most of my writing here. And it's, it's a thin place, to be honest with you. And uh, so after the first, you know, after we crossed that first year, I would wake up usually around the same time at three o'clock in the morning and I'd come into the office. And I, as I acquired the tools of what people were doing, I started, I'd have a, Uh, you know, crystal or two around and I'd light a candle and then I started lighting sage because somebody told me about, about California white sage and its properties. So I started doing that. Then I would have a picture of Chris that I would put in front and I'd meditate and I'd align my chakras before I do that. Then I would listen to a guided meditation from a medium. There was a wonderful one by uh, this medium Kareen uh, from California. Kareen bubble's her name, but you can just look up medium Cream And it's a guided meditation to reach the other side. It's one of my favorites. And so I'd put that, lights are out, candles are lit. I'd put that on and start meditating. And my objective was to meditate. Uh, yet on the anniversary of his crossing, I started getting downloads. I started getting messages. And I just happened to have a legal pad on my desk and a pen. Uh, because I work and I picked it up and started writing these downloads. And the first one that he gave me, he was describing where he's at. And he said, Dad, you're not gonna believe this. It's it's beautiful, the colors, the, the air. He said it's warm. And the air's always warm, but it's not just air, it's love air. The greens, the blues, the purples are like nothing you've ever seen. He said, you're gonna friggin love this here. And and I thought, what the heck? I'm writing. I'm just writing and 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 then he said to me dad you you gotta let go of this you know it wasn't scotty's fault he was my friend i loved him he loved me we were pals he said you know you you can't hold on to that resentment and that was that scotty was the young man whose family owned the lake house and i had to be mad at somebody so you know. you know, they say that Irish oh, Alzheimer's is where you forget everything but the grudges. You know, so I wanted to hold—I wanted somebody to blame. Um, of course, it wasn't his fault or his parents'. Can I just fault. jump
0: in there for people who haven't haven't read haven't listened to the first um, time yeah. I spoke to you. Um, would you mind just quickly saying how how Christopher transitioned?
1: Yeah, you know, on the uh, in nineteen in, in two thousand and sixteen, January two thousand sixteen, we just finished Christmas of of, of December fifteenth. And the boys were decided to meet up at a lake house an hour and a half north of us. I'm on the North Shore of Chicago. And uh, and kick up their heels. And there were a dozen guys and gals. And they were staying at this lake house. And uh, so they decided to go up on a Saturday uh, late morning, shoot some pool, then have a big party back at the house. Everybody would sleep over come home the next day. And, uh, you know, I woke up at 3 o'clock in the morning that morning with dread yeah i couldn't put a finger on it i i couldn't certainly didn't know how to describe it i just i couldn't shake it and i was getting ready to watch a football game with with chris you know he was going to come home and both my boys and i were just going to watch a buffalo bills game and uh and he wasn't back yet and then i got a text that said mr McHugh, um chris and two three of his friends are missing so i I grabbed the Labrador, jumped in the Jeep, started driving up north and halfway up. I got a message that said, it's not a, it's not a search anymore, but a recovery all forage drowned. And, and what happened is, you know, being 21 year olds, you know, uh, out and about and drinking and, and carousing and kicking up their heels and, you know, at three o'clock in the morning, four of them walked outside and passed a, a boathouse that belonged to these folks. And, uh. Opened it up, and four men—four young guys—jumped in a three-man canoe with a with layered clothing and untied Timberland boots and a snoot full of alcohol, and and paddled out on a partially frozen lake, and none of them made it back. And uh, and and of course that started my journey. You know, if if Chris was somewhere and 16 years before, uh, a medium told me about my dad, and it was the rest of the medium visit was was very mundane but she described she said your dad's holding a caboose and we were railroad family you know there's a railroad lantern behind my desk right now you know my dad spent 40 years on the railroad every boy in the family worked on the railroad including me when i was in school and uh and so i thought hmm that's interesting and i just put it in my kind of a filing cabinet and then 16 years later when i got the news that chris had drowned i thought wait a minute If my dad's somewhere, then my boy's got to be with him. I got to figure this out. I got to find out how to connect. So I met with a handful of mediums, all phenomenal, and started my own journey. And Chris started downloading messages to me that I kept in a file and just assumed one day I'd be smoking a cigar on a rocking chair on a porch, reviewing these. I didn't know I was writing a book, but I, but you know chris let me know that my 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 new path was to write this book and and talk to families who've lost kids and and I thought we were one and done after the first book teresa I thought okay you know I was a little sad it was over cuz I love the connection and right toward the end of the book he said we're not done yet pop <laughs> you know
0: we're, we're, <laughs> that's the title are <laughs> not
1: and that's the title we're not done yet
0: Bob. love it i you hope that's a host and we're not soon. you know yeah. No, it's never ending. It's infinite, isn't it? And um, yes, it is. It brings so much comfort to people. Thank you, thank you, thank you, you and Christopher in spirit. I'm so grateful for these. Yeah,
1: panels. mostly yeah. mostly him. It's his parade. I just carry a tuba. You know, so thank Christopher. Uh,
0: you. The two of you are one, really. <laughs> I see. I feel like I'm speaking to Christopher through you as well.
1: I uh, bet it you feel
0: like that. Yeah. But channeling is not the only way that Christopher communicates to you. Can you just share some other ways that you yeah, feel absolutely out?
1: I still, you know, and I wrote a chapter in the book about why do I go to mediums if I can connect with them, you know. The truth of the matter is I'm you know, I can make a grilled cheese sandwich or, or grill up a steak or put a pretty mean spaghetti sauce together. But when I want to find meal, I go to a restaurant where a chef is trained. And has the skill to present a fine meal that I can't, and I feel that way about mediums right i'm I'm good with connecting with Chris, right, but I want somebody who's looking in my son's eyes and 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 giving me more messages, telling me more things. The first time I saw Andrew Anderson, it was six months after Christopher had crossed over it was June thirtieth of two thousand sixteen. Our wedding anniversary was the night before Sally and mine. And uh, I walked into his office, and before I got there, I had put on this uh, leather bracelet that had said Dan on it that Chris gave me when we were in Disney World, and goofy on the class. And I, and I hadn't put that on in 16 years. That, that one weekend, I wore it and then put it in a, uh, you know, in, a, in, a, in a jewelry box. I put that on, and I had ordered some uh, shamrock seeds from uh, uh, Amazon because we had moved his grave one plot over because he was too close to somebody else. And so, uh, and <laughs> I wasn't pleased. So we moved it over and I'll occupy the, the grave that he was in. And, and I'm really glad I did that. I was, I got told, I got motivated to do it and, it, and I'm so grateful I did. So I planted shamrock seeds that day and then went out and saw this medium in person. First time I walked in and he said, you know, your family celebrated something on the other side, an anniversary. Well, that was Sally and mine. He said, Chris acknowledges you're wearing the bracelet he gave you. And, and Chris acknowledges that you planted something in his grave today. Now, that's the moment, Teresa, that I went from believing to knowing. The first six yeah. months I believed he was gone, I felt pretty sure he was gone. I mean, he was there. He felt pretty sure I could connect with him. But this is the I, moment I, that I, I knew.
0: Yeah. I very strongly believe that the, the inner connection is, is the most, for me, healing. But I can understand that mediums can kickstart that process and give right. you a nudge along the way sometimes. It's just so hard, isn't it, these days, because anyone can call themselves a medium. It's finding ones that have the endorsements, the training, and have the ethical, the the, the code of con- conduct
1: you know what? Fine. I, you mm-hmm. know these days with internet and 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 like you said and and people doing reviews. You know, I found I, unbeknownst to me, it was Bob Olson's website that that oh, led yes. me to. Yes. It led me to Andrew, and I had and I loved Bob's book, and I you know I I didn't realize till later on that it was his website that I was looking at when I looked at Andrew and saw a bunch of referrals. He was close. I wanted to try but I got to tell you, you know, I I don't think there's a lot of charlatans. I think some people may not be very good at what they do. And that's why you, you know, use referrals and talk to people who know, and, you know, we can give my email and if anybody has any questions, but the bottom line is, I I think the 19th century, you know, turn of the century stuff about, uh, you know, mediums hustling, you nobody's looking, you know, they charge a fee like a therapist. They don't ask you to, this isn't a, a fortune teller. They're not asking you to put money to get rid of, you know, uh, curses. I mean, th- what these people are to me is cell towers. You know, they just mm. enhance that connection and they help us get over. And a good medium to me is like a good therapist who they're, they're the most successful when they're ready to cut you loose and have you do it on your own, you know? And, yeah. and, and, Everybody, every medium I've encountered has been very legitimate. But I will tell you, some are great, some are good, and some are okay at what they do. But, uh, you know, maybe should look for a different field. But like nobody was a fraud. Nobody was a fraud, you know.
0: No. I, it's like everything, isn't it? It's just do your research, take your time, yeah. and, and trust your gut. I'm actually speaking to the Winbridge, head of Winbridge Research Center, Dr. Oh, wow. Byshow in this season as well. Uh, she 's become someone i 've been in contact over the years and she's she 's um fascinating because she works with mediums and researches them every day with 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 great respect also I spoke for this season to helping parents heal uh, We spoke very fondly of you I believe you know them huh.
1: oh i'm doing seen- a i 'm doing a on the tenth of November this <clears throat> six days i 'm doing a, the presentation for the for the main group uh, and I love oh. that.
0: Oh, it's a I shame because it's going to be released in December. So, but they they yeah. do put the videos up, don't they? So you can go to yeah. their and website. Elizabeth
1: is wonderful, and I just went out and filmed a documentary with Craig McMahon, and um, oh, I love oh, this. Yeah, and it, I talk it, about this group because that's a place where parents like me can post things yeah. where they're not nobody can accuse them of looking for pity or looking for attention. We're just we're just dropping the rock and and, so and, and sharing the the, the 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 grief, you know
0: so love-filled and when i saw you know because i did a video um with them i think earlier this year they were like there was children in their eyes that's the only way i can say they seem so young yeah yeah and we're all connected
1: to our children and we're all connected and we're all and we're on different levels of the path like i said mine's Mm -hmm. been going on six years but that's like a blink of an eye you know and 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 some people are two three four months so when i post something and i'll get back you know, you gave me hope. You know, I now, I I now have hope that I can connect with my child. You know, um, that's yeah. so rewarding. I know that Chris and I are doing our job. You know, I, I'm living my life two ways, Teresa. Right now, one is to please my God, and the second is to make my son proud. You know, there's a there's a oh, there was a wonderful book called the uh, the Shack, which I had read long <laughs> before Christopher had crossed the Shack. And it was about somebody who had lost a child and 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 ended up going to a place and experiencing a a, a spiritual awakening. And God came through to this guy at this the shack, and, he, and God said to him, "Just because I work incredible good out of unspeakable tragedies, doesn't mean I orchestrate the tragedies. You know so God's not moving us around like chess pieces." Free will, events, exit points, all those things come into play. But God didn't take my boy from me. You know, I know that he welcomed him home and he held me during that, kept me up during that first week that I I, I could barely put one foot in front of the other. So, you know, my relationship with God has been closer ever because I know Chris is, is with him and he's in, he's in his house now. You know, it's home field advantage for those guys, you know
0: such true and um extraordinary words thank you spoken by an ordinary man that's what i i love you 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 say you're an ordinary guy but you've undertaken such an extraordinary journey to 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 seek your son find your son in spirit and yeah the joy and purpose in the way you speak the eloquence it does really feel like you've been touched by heaven you know what
1: i do i think i'm i'm and I do think that there's a reason a guy like me is doing what I'm doing is because I think it gives other people like me permission to cry, grieve, heal, seek. Yeah. Uh, you know, so I, uh, you know, I think another father can look at me and say, if he can do it, heck, man, I can do it. You know,
0: that's, that's the reason. You know, Thank you. Thank you so much, Joe. We, we, we touched briefly on other ways. Christopher communicates. i um, I write a lot about dreams. Sure. What I've done this year. What about dreams? Um, I call them night visions. Does Joe, um, does Christopher appear to you, Joe, in your dreams?
1: He's come to me a couple of times in meditations. Now the dreams I'll wake up and know that he was here, but I can't, I haven't been granted the gift or learned how to aware during those periods and that's something i'm working on now um he sends me signs all the time Teresa. all the time um he sends me cardinals he sends his mom hawks um Mm -hmm. we record my buddy and i recorded a a song together he's a brilliant musician and we write some music together and it's called i'll send you feathers and uh and because he sends me feathers and he sends friends feathers and it's undeniable Um, you know, so the, the second book is, is full of, of the, of the, you know, Christopher imposing himself into my day and, and, and changing that day, you know, um, you know, driving past somebody who's distressed on the side of the, on the side of the, the street because highway, because I have a tea time to play golf in a little while and just getting this motivation to turn around and go back and help. And that didn't come from me. That came from him. You know, it's, uh it's a higher calling. You know, he's a better guy than I am. And, and so, you know, I want to make him proud of me. So I'm going to go back and I'm going to do what I can to help somebody else. And, and especially with a parent who lost kids, I'm going to help them carry that weight, man, until they can carry it themselves.
0: Well, I guess until it happened to you that that empathy and compassion and, and sensing other people's need for a helping hand <clears throat> might have been harder to break through. I mean, that's, that's one of the gifts of grief, isn't it? And trauma that. You know what?
1: You'd never, so I would stress. have never known what it, and I wish I never did know, you know, mm. but I would have never known the experience. My sister lost her daughter at 41, who was a darling gal, mother of two, great. You know, they adopted two kids cause she couldn't have, she had an aneurysm and just died on the way to the hospital. And and a wonderful story is that when we all went to the funeral in Buffalo, we were getting ready to fly home. And Chris said, I'm not going. I said, what do you mean? He said, look, you know, Bill, her husband, has to get back to work. He's got two kids. The rest of the family has got to get back to work. I can take a semester off. He said, I'm going to stay and take care of the kids. And for two months, he took them to daycare, daycare, cooked them, drove them around, cleaned up rooms, diapers. You know, when I said to him, Chris, that's a heck of a responsibility. He said, Dad. That's what family does. I mean, here's my kid schooling me on what family does. You know, so if I can live this last lapper on the track and make him proud, then then I've done my job, Teresa. Oh,
0: you most certainly are. Can I just ask the significance of cardinals and hawks? You mentioned that as science. Yeah, you know
1: what? I think...
0: in particular.
1: Yeah, they, it is. And I think your audience specifically, you know, it doesn't have to be children, but I think they send us signs from the other side. Some people get pennies with certain dates on them. Some people walk into a room and a clock stops at a certain time. You know, I'm looking at your, your, your running clock here. It's 34, 44. You know, some people come in in a room and they will stop. And those are signs. There's a lot having to do with energy and electronics and, and things that they can control. So I know that Chris, and I've actually asked him, will send me a cardinal, and I'll say, buddy, I sure could use a sign. And and then I, all of a sudden, a cardinal would perched himself. One time, cardinal pushed cardinal perched himself while I was in the Starbucks drive through on my passenger side mirror, you know? And it's like, wow, you know, that's kind of hard to, it's hard to deny when you just ask for that, you know? Um, yeah. and, 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 you know, w- there's a wonderful medium and I love her. Sherry Jewish called me on the phone. I was driving up last April to go play golf with my youngest. And she said, look, I just got a phone call. A woman who lost a son. Can I give her your number? And I said, sure. And she goes, good. She already gave her your number. And she said, oh, you know, by the way, I just feel Chris here. And he's, and he's sending me a picture of Timberland boots. Does that make sense to you? Well, that morning I had posted a story and it's a chapter in the second book, which was wasn't written yet. It was uh, empty boots. How parents will walk in and see a jacket or and you think your kid's home, but then you realize they're, they're not and you have to adjust with that. Basically, it gives them permission, parents to, to you know, it's okay to have a mini breakdown and then get on with your life. Let the, let the tidal wave go back out, right? Don't hold yeah. it, in, you know, but then he, you know, but three hours after writing this Sherry Jewell, who's not part of helping parents, she never lost a kid. She's just a medium. Said so Chris is sending me a picture of oh, 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 un- untied Timberland boots. Does that make sense to you? That was exactly what the story was about. So you can't, you know, the hits just keep coming, Teresa. You can't, you know, you don't want to buy into this. That's good. Well, it's fine. You know, we'll refund all your misery, you know, but, but if you're looking, to connect and if you're looking for answers you know they're in your heart they're in they're in the messages that your loved ones are trying to connect with you
0: ask and it will be given that that's so poignant yeah. thank you thank you joe before i ask you the last fun question sure. can we can you just please give details about your website where to get your inspiring books how right. to message you how to connect with you
1: okay let's start with an email so you want anything, I mean, I'm on Facebook. You want to connect, go ahead. I, you know, I'm in Facebook and I and I usually use it just for this format, to be honest with you. Um, I don't care if anybody's shopping or where they're golfing, <laughs> but I do like this. And Helping Parents Heal, I really encourage any parent who lost a kid to connect and join that group. They're phenomenal. But, you know, my email is jbmcquillen, M-C-Q-U-I-L-L-E-N at gmail.com. Connect send out email, I guess, you know, send me an email, I'll send you my cell phone. I'm happy, you know, I'm happy that there's never, nothing's more important than, than talking to somebody else who might need a little guidance or just a little pick me up or just a little hope, you know, um, my website is, is changing because it was my search for Christopher. Well, now there's two books. So the website is in process and it's, it's, uh, Joe McQuillan, you know, uh, .com. Um, and, uh, uh, YouTube has a whole bunch of my, uh, of interviews. Uh, Kevin Moore, uh, uh, a countryman of yours who's a brilliant uh, British filmmaker, um, did a wonderful one on YouTube with a group of, he did a group called, they call us channelers. And mine was the first one he did when he moved, when he brought up, came over to the, the States to do this. Um, so YouTube has a bunch. You can just Google me and, and there's a bunch of interviews and both books are at Amazon. Um, and you know, they're in, Kindle and, and, and hard, hard copy and and the second book because I wanted the same talent that did the Audible on the first book. Um, the second book will come out in Audible but the book is out in in both Kindle and and, and, and paperback. And I
0: hope you're, you're reading the Audible because it's so nice when the author reads Well, them.
1: you don't want to know something. I uh, Especially as a first time author, they didn't give me the option but the truth oh. of the matter is I'm a big Audible fan and I've seen many authors screw up their books
0: (laughs) yeah i guess and i I wasn't
1: i'm not ready to take the risk and the guy who did it
0: you read the intro though or something
1: yeah that's true but the guy who does it i was very nervous when it came out because i'm an audible guy i listen to books all the time um i came out i was so relieved because he hit every nuance every Every tone, every inflection was great. Every inflection was great. The guy just did a phenomenal job. So that's why I wanted him to do the second one. You know, and the third one.
0: And and Christopher's happy with it too. That's awesome. Thank you so much, Joe. And if you're listening, please seek this, this amazing guy, gentleman, man out. He is awesome. And inspiring.
1: Oh, sh- oh, sh-
0: oh, <laughs> <laughs> and now I'm going to finish with just a, a bit of fun. Well, it's not really fun, because it's quite deep as well, because this entire season is going to be released in the festive period, you know, when people are thinking of Christmas and and celebration, the season. Um, And I've been obsessed by this song, the 12 days of Christmas or spirit, depending on your religious persuasion and the symbols in it. Um, I'll just quickly run through it. We've got the partridge in the pear tree, turtle doves, French hens, calling birds, golden rings, geese are laying, swans are swimming, maids are milking, ladies dancing, lords are leaping, pipers piping and drummers drumming. Are you familiar with this on the first day of Christmas?
1: Absolutely.
0: And I think I know which of these because I'm asking you to pick one of these symbols and, and given our conversation before I asked people to give, ask you to give details, how to contact you. I'm wondering if there's a specific day that is, is calling your name.
1: I would say <laughs> it's the dubs. It's gotta be the dubs.
0: <laughs> I was thinking calling birds actually, but the turtle yep, does. You know, close second.
1: Yep. Yep. I think either one is applicable, you know, and, and I got to tell you,
0: you've got, you've got to plunge in and, All right, and let's go with
1: calling birds.
0: Okay, four calling birds. Okay, that's wonderful. Now, what do you think this song means? Well, I think there's, you know, there's gifts. Lord, you. I, mm-hmm. I think I think Christmas. But who is, wants is, milking? I mean, who wants pipers piping? I, I don't get it. I'm i well,
1: Cornish game that. hens. I wouldn't mind them, but I'd like them with a little cherry sauce and grilled just nicely. You know, but. Um, <laughs>
0: oh oh oh, oh, i think lots of people would like the golden rings Uh, yeah
1: yeah that's right just make sure Um, they're real yeah
0: (laughs) (laughs) but i'm sure there's a a deep and ancient history uh, to this and i'm asking people listening to help me decode it because i love symbols and what lies beneath to find out the the history and mystery of this this that we we sing every year but i'm not sure many of us really understand what we're singing (laughs)
1: I think it's I, I think it's festive and it's about giving and and yeah. I got to tell you you know I'm I'm finally at a point where I'm enjoying Christmas again. I have two wonderful kids that that deserve it. They're not children. One's 25 and she works with me and my son's 22 and he's at in Boulder. But there is nothing more exciting for me. I found a perfect gift for my father-in-law. You know, my kids have got you know my 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 godson and and my goddaughter and 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 some of them are coming in a more spiritual bent. You know, I've got a beautiful bracelet from my buddy Andrew Anderson's collection, um, you know, of, of Malachite stones, that uh, bracelet for my son, who's a guy's guy, but I think he's going to love the spiritual bent of it. And it's pretty cool looking. So, you know, to be able to acquire and give, you know, and this time of year, I wrote something I put on Facebook just recently. Um, actually, it was Halloween day that this kicks off the holidays and holidays and, and how wonderful it is, but how tough it is for parents too, because, you know, your child isn't here in the flesh, even though they're around you and it's hard. And Chris always gives me an amazing Christmas present always did. And he does to this day, but you know, other people's kids are coming home for the holidays now with fiancés and And, and it's wonderful and it's celebration, but it's also a little heartbreaking. And, and I just tell parents, just take, be gentle with yourself. Take good care of yourself, you know, Mm. allow yourself to feel and, and allow yourself to find your child and connect, but you got to do your part, Teresa. You can't sit back and say, I haven't heard from my child. Do your part, you know, figure out what you got to do to connect. I spend a lot of time with those processes in both books, because I think Mm -hmm. that's the most important message. The brilliant actress or brilliant uh, writer, uh, Susan Giesman, right? Says that they're still right here. You know, their kids are still right here. So I, I, I encourage you, I beseech you in the holidays to try to find where they are and connect.
0: Oh, and thank you for the gift
1: of that
0: Oh, that's just thank you for the gift of you, Joe. Um, <laughs> to say, thank And, and Christopher, and, and thank you for your precious time, something you can't get a refund on, so you've given me an utterly unique gift. And thank you for all you are and do. I really appreciate it.
1: You're welcome. And nobody enjoyed it more than I did.
0: Thank you from my heart and soul for being here and walking beside me in spirit on White Shores. Sensitive, kind, compassionate souls like you who see beyond the material are needed more than ever today to help this earth heal and evolve. If you have any questions, stories or insights to share, I absolutely love hearing from you and aim to reply to everyone in due course. My website is www.teresachung.com. My contact email is angeltalk710 at aol.com. And you can message me via my Instagram handle, thetheresachung, as well as my Facebook and Twitter author pages. Until we meet again on these white shores, keep being amazing spiritual you. Sending my eternal love and gratitude.